0: This episode is brought to you by ThinkNear. Their location score platform delivers the most accurate location targeting available on mobile. Visit them at locationscore.com. And by Pollen. Access your App Store revenues faster and fund user acquisition straight away. To sign up, go to Pollen.vc. Welcome
1: to This Week in Location Based Marketing
0: with your hosts,
1: Rob Woodbridge and
0: Asif Khan. It is time for This Week in Location-Based Marketing. This is episode number 240. We're recording this live Monday morning, June 29th, 2015. My name is Rob Woodbridge from untether.tv, located in Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. And with me, as per usual, that's as usual for those who don't speak whatever language that was, located, calling in from the other side of Ontario, Cif.
1: It is Asif Khan from the Location-Based Marketing Association. Excited to be here. The rain has finally stopped in Toronto and the Blue Jays won two out of three. So, you know.
0: Tell me about this. You're down on the field on Saturday's game?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just a uh, total uh, connection uh, through uh, a friend, uh, through actually an LBMA member company uh, who knows somebody who knows somebody. Uh, got to uh, go down there and, uh, and be there for batting practice. So, my, my daughter, Megan, is a uh, huge fan of the uh, certain players on the Blue Jays. Let's just say <laughs> so <laughs>
0: uh, did So you met some of the players as well? Yes. How great is that? To be able to do that? Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah, that was uh, too bad about the outcome of the game, but uh, you know they got shut out. How often did the oh, Blue know, Jays that get shut out? out? That was so weird.
1: It, not even like, shut out. Like, they only got like four hits yeah. the entire game.
0: And then they only got four hits last night, but managed to win as well. Yeah, it was crazy. What is going on? What is going on? Power outage in Toronto.
1: Yeah. Well, at least I got the win yesterday. Yeah.
0: Well, that what a great 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 way to spend the day, man. I I, I was envious. I'm like, oh, come on. That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Well, I um I've yet to be, be to a, at a baseball game this year. I yet to go to a baseball game this year. Which is crazy. But we'll be yeah, there. We're going to be in Toronto in August and we're going to I will go to all the games that I can. There you the, go. The Yankees are coming in the 3rd week of August. So okay. expect me to be there. With my Yankee stuff on. With
1: your Yankee stuff?
0: Yeah. Well, hopefully there's a pennant race going on still at that point.
1: Yeah, it's pretty tight right now.
0: It's tight. They they all suck. There's a whole bunch of suckage happening. Like the National League East and the American League East suck. And they're you know four games over 500 can't win a division. Come on.
1: That's crazy. Yeah. So, Steve, how how was your week,
0: man? Uh, Did you uh, you were sedentary, stuck in the city all last week?
1: I know. Like uh, it's crazy not getting on a plane. Um, yeah, no, it's it's been good actually. I got to have a, a catch up with some folks, great meetings in town. Um, pretty much what I'm doing this week as well. Yep. And uh yeah, so it's uh, it's fun. It's and Canada summer. Day. It's almost Canada Day. What can I it say? is
0: our celebration, our yearly birthday celebration. You know, yesterday, June twenty eighth, was the anniversary, I think the thirty first anniversary of uh Terry Fox's death. That's right. Yep. Yeah. And uh, Terry Fox, for those of you who don't know, which would be a shock to me, is was a great Canadian hero in the early 80s that lost his leg to cancer and then decided to run across the country and made it through past where Thunder Bay. Right. He was up past Thunder Bay before he had to he had to uh, stop and then was diagnosed again with cancer and and then died, unfortunately. But he's a hero in in Canadian terms. And then, of course, yesterday, SpaceX, the Falcon rocket blows up off of like two minutes into the flight. Devastating, devastating mm. on Elon Musk's birthday. Like how do you celebrate after that? Yeah. Like, can you imagine? Yeah. But so it was a big weekend all around for a bunch of things, but uh certainly obviously meeting Blue Jays fans was m- meeting Blue Jays players was the number one. For me, yes. Big week. Uh I spent uh, I spent a couple of days of like a so quick I, I did a trip, quick trip, a day trip to Vancouver to go and speak with some CEOs. Of some of the companies, uh, some manufacturing companies in uh, in Vancouver, and um, it it you know it's a challenge to talk about mobile or to some of the manufacturers, and and it's a challenge to talk about mobile and the thinking around mobile to anybody, right? So you know I I you know your job. Going out there, speaking to people, and convincing them that location matters, right? It, it, what a, what a challenge! Because when I sit and talk to these guys, they look at me with such skeptical eyes around how this little stupid phone on your on your that you carry with you is going to change their business, and how sensors and IoT and everything connected, Internet of Everything is going to affect their business, and they look at me and says, "I don't, I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't get it. I don't see it." And and I feel so sorry quite often for a lot of them, and I do this quite often. Where I've sat with 65 CEOs, and I think all but one of them has kind of dismissed what I what I talk about. It's very frustrating because all but one of them will survive, right? Like Mm. I think that that's the challenge. They they just, you know, it's the older guard. And I I came to the realization that it's not mobile that's going to kill businesses. It's not the act. It's not the devices. It's not IoT. It's not all that stuff. It's the legacy thinking and the old farts in charge that are going to kill their own businesses because they don't sit around and they don't understand the shifts. And it, came, it was very clear to me either either i have to get on a bigger pulpit or i have to get away from speaking to these guys because it's such a drain right like a, you you can push uphill as much as you want i don't know how you do it every day asif because at the end of the day they go on and 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 they continue their business as usual and they're going to be the ones that are, are going to be suffering they're going to have some explaining to do to their boards and their investors and their employees when they start laying people up because they didn't pay attention so frustrating I don't know how you do it, man. I don't know how you do it. I
1: don't know. <laughs> well, how you, you do just it. you have to compartmentalize, right? And you have to. Uh, I mean, it's demoralizing at times, for sure. It's. Oh my uh, God. Yeah.
0: These. I feel so bad, right? Yeah. But but
1: that, but you see, that's why every week I get to chat with you, Rob, and, and you positive get positive stuff. That's the good stuff, right? Yeah. So.
0: Well, we've got ten yeah. great stories. Sorry for that. It just I, like I, there's just nothing you can do. You wanna you wanna hold them up and they say, listen. I thought we had a really good connection going on these things, and then yeah, I get some of the feedback. It's like yeah i don't see how this is relevant to me oh then i haven't either i haven't done my job properly which is always the big fear or you don't you don't understand the implications of what it is that's that's steamrolling across your business man all right so we got 10 great stories that are going to be covering and our theme is around travel summer vacation because it is upon us kids are out of school they're hanging around the house. You are hanging around the house. It's time to get everybody in something like a car or a plane or a Winnebago or a tent and hit the high road. And that's where we're going to be talking about some of these apps, some of these services, some of these announcements around travel. See, I don't know how you came up with this. There's, it must have been hard to actually contain this to a list of 10 or 11 stories.
1: Yeah, well will try to like, keep a little bit of a balance still and cover the news, right, from the week, but uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, it wasn't that much of a challenge, it, it, there's so much going on out there, there's, uh, I mean, every week, like, there could be 50 things we talk about, it's, uh, but, you know, trying to pick, handpick those ones that, you know, fit with what we we had, we had agreed last week that we should talk about, you know, uh, travel and summer vacations and and try and theme the show around that, so yeah. Uh, you know, you uh, and you prompted this with uh, the Google, uh, the Google Photo stuff. So,
0: well, why don't we start this off? We got ten great stories, and uh, no guests. These are all pretty much resources for you to be able to use over the period of your vacation. We'd love to hear if you have used these, if you are going to use these, and at the end of the summer, if you have used them, uh, we'd love to hear back from you. If you can remember this lowly yeah. episode number two hundred and forty, the travel show. We're gonna kick it off right now, and guess who gets to start, man? This guy right here. So here we go. Our top ten travel stories of the week for you for your summer vacation. Our first story is around Google Photos. Now this came out a couple of weeks ago. We didn't cover it at the time, but there is such an amazing contextual and location piece to Google Photos these days. So Google Photos, for those of you who don't know, it used to be tied into Google Plus. Now it's a separate service. It is a web-based service. It is a mobile app as well. Available on iOS and Android, obviously. And it's really simple. They have an, um, You upload all of your photos. That you own to google photos now this you have unlimited storage on google photos up in the cloud you can also have it at a lower resolution i should say so uh, pretty much web resolution um, photos you can store as many as you want up there if you want full resolution from your DLSR camera or whatever it might be you know you have a limited number of, uh, of gigabytes up there but still it's a considerable amount of, of, of storage up there but what Google Photos enables you to do is put it all up in the cloud but this is where it gets really cool it does automatic backing up like Facebook photos does like everybody else's like Apple does as well but it starts to create these stories and these memories and and collages around different locations. So say for example, we spend a lot of time in like Placid, we go down there skiing, we go down there hiking. Uh, It will take all of the photos that you take in a certain geography and over a certain period of time, and it will create these really beautiful storybooks with maps and everything like that showing you your travel and then it'll show you exactly where you've been and the photos and uh, of where the photos you took in that location and they do it automatically. They do it just basically, they create them. I got 79, I uploaded, I think, maybe five or six thousand photos and yeah. they gave, gave me 79 streams uh, or storybooks of based on the locations that i was some of them not so great like hey you went to gatineau and ottawa and i was just i was going over to gatineau to get a bottle of wine on a sunday right so i was taking pictures of course but the way they did it was amazing i love this whole idea of bringing uh, you know surfacing the memories in that kind of way and then you can share these 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 and memories now, out yeah. there Back and it's to free the man it's free
1: and it's and the fact that it's it's automatically just generated yeah. and you don't have to go and spend any time to kind of give it direction is is, is great
0: it is a very good service you can go to photos.google.com if you're interested in, in kind of signing up for that and all i've done see is i've just spent basically i took Three or four days, and I I went to every one of my computers, and I installed this app to enable. So say you have things in in Apple Photo or iPhoto, it will extract them and throw them up into uh, up into the cloud. It doesn't delete them from your hard drive. But I went to every one of our computers, all of our phones, and I just uploaded everybody's photos into this thing, and then it just kind of chunked everything together, which was which was pretty cool. It took a long time though um, to get them all up there, but it's well worth it, and it also gives you a good offsite backup for free. Photos.google.com. Contextual awesome. stories.
1: Cool. Good stuff all right our second story well uh, you ever been on the road and maybe you're out camping or something like that and uh, you know you you just need a little power you need you need a power boost right um, so you need some sort of external source uh, of power and uh, well basically these guys at mr. everything, uh, great, name. Have
0: great name. Yeah,
1: it's great. Mr. Everything. They have a Kickstarter project going. Uh, and what they've c- c- come up with is this uh, set of uh, Bluetooth uh, speakers. I mean, we've all got these Bluetooth speakers going on, but basically, it, it's a power bank as well. So. In addition to it being able to play your music uh, and and you know give you that that great sound that we, we come to expect from various Bluetooth speakers out there, it um, it also can act as uh, you know a, a source of power for your your lights or for charging anything up, including it's powerful enough to charge your car. Hmm. Uh, so if your car battery goes dead, uh, this thing can boost your uh, your car. Um, I mean, hey! I mean, you're on the road. This happened to me last year when we were camping. Uh, something happened uh, with—I uh, don't know if the lights were left on or whatever happened in, with the van. But the van was dead when I went back to it, and I needed a boost. And I actually didn't have um, cables with me, which was stupid because uh, I always have this stuff with me. Uh, but I didn't that time. And uh, here you are—you have a portable battery, basically, that uh, it doubles as a set of Bluetooth speakers, um, and they're doing well with this thing. It's an all-in-one charging station. They've already raised about $70,000, 200-something backers on Kickstarter so far. Um, pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, yeah.
0: So you can charge, you can listen to music and charge your your car? Yeah,
1: so when you're out on that, you know, those summer trips in your winnebago or camping or whatever. God,
0: I'd love a winnebago. With
1: two speakers and the ability to charge a car when it goes dead. There you well, go.
0: We went out when we were out on our uh, cross-Canada trip last year. Uh, um, we did this we had everything it was the last day before we were heading home the very next day and we decided we were going to stay an extra day in Saint Andrews in New Brunswick and go whale watching. And then we had to you know one of those we, we bought one of these portable coolers that you just plug into yep. your car um, to keep all your, your stuff yeah. obviously cold. Right? They're coolers. Um, and uh, we said, okay, it had been the car had been great for the you know two and plus weeks we've been driving. We'd left it plugged in a number of times, and then we said, listen, uh, we had to check out of our room. We did one of those things, you check out of your room because you stayed an extra day because it's not that room that you're staying in. So we had to store the stuff for a day, and then we had to check back in for the last night. So I left that thing plugged in because all of our stuff, our milk yep. and our juice and everything, and then I just I knew it. I knew that was going to be the last draw, you know, straw on the battery. And of course, we got back from a great day in whale watching, and we came back. And I tried to turn the car on. I was like, nothing. So I needed those Bluetooth speakers. Now I'm going to go and get and I get the speakers. There you go. So there's
1: test. two versions of this thing. There's uh, the standard Mr. Everything is $199 on Kickstarter. Uh, and then the Mr. Everything Plus is $299. Um, and, uh, yeah, so this, it, it's got four USB ports, a Crazy. key, I think is how you pronounce that, QI. I'll go with that. Wireless charging pad. Uh, all built into this thing, um, and a uh, the Everything Plus has a, a universal AC power outlet as well.
0: It's exactly what we need. There you go. Get it ready. Hopefully, it's done before and shipping before summer starts. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Yeah. All right, our uh, Mister Everything. What a great name, Mister Everything. All right, our third story involves uh, PayPal and Uber. They've teamed up to, um, in, in 19 additional countries. So way back early on in Uber's existence, PayPal actually uh, partnered with uh, with Uber to offer kind of credit card list payments, which was pretty essential, I think, back when PayPal was relevant. But how how the tides have turned, you know, it's a reversal of fortune for these two companies because back then Uber was the upstart trying to establish a name and they partner with the big guys, PayPal. Now, if you flash forward a couple of years later, well, PayPal has been non-existent during their escape from eBay. And uh, now it's like PayPal needs Uber to be, to be relevant again. And uh, this, is, this is a pretty significant thing. So 19 countries. Um, now Uber riders in, uh, in Canada, Greece, Hong Kong, Israel, Mexico, New Zealand, Singapore, Sweden, and Switzerland can use PayPal to pay for their trips without tying it into their credit card. So you can do it right from their bank account. I I love PayPal for this reason, right? Yeah, I try to live without a credit card and it's not easy, man, it is impossible. It is the wrong, anyway, it is the wrong way to try to live when you're traveling for one thing. But if you think about emerging economies like India and China where this relationship did not extend to, hey, guess what? Most people in those countries do not carry credit cards, right? So this is one of these things that they have to be able to do. But they've, you know, uh, PayPal does not fit into their plans, Uber's plans in in um, in those two countries because they've got uh, Alibaba um, and Baidu uh, who are now prominent in those two countries. And in fact, um, Baidu invested in Uber, and so this is probably why that PayPal will never be in China and never be in India. Um, when it comes to Uber but this is a pretty significant finally PayPal and uh, Uber 19 countries including Canada which makes me very very happy
1: there you go yep all right on to our fourth story well our good friends at Foursquare (laughs) our good friends at Foursquare you know they're they're still around they're still kicking um, you know what? When, when I was in Chicago uh, just the other week, uh, I actually got to sit down with uh, Linda Felter, who's their uh, who runs the regional uh, sales for, for Foursquare, all their all their sort of business uh, partnerships. And uh, you know they're definitely uh, you know alive and kicking. They seem to be uh, you know kind of um, maintaining at least uh, you know their 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 business uh, side of, of, of things and, and growing it. In fact. And so here they are back in the news this week. Uh, you re- might remember that uh, last year, at the end of last year, they split the, um, the, uh, the app, the Foursquare app, into two separate apps. Uh, one called Swarm, which is where the check-ins uh, reside, and one called Foursquare, which is where the uh, sort of uh, recommendations and ratings uh, piece uh, sits, uh, the discovery piece. Um, Kind of like the Yelp like piece uh, of Foursquare. So they split the the two functions up uh, into two separate apps. And uh, one of the things that was lost at the time uh, is this idea of, you know, what what Foursquare was started on of this, this competing, this gamification piece of becoming the mayor of your local whatever. Uh, place uh, and earning badges and all that kind of stuff. Well, the badges are, have still been there in the warm app or the stickers, whatever you want to call them. But the mayorships disappeared, and this this last week they announced they're bringing mayorships back. So guess what, people? You can go out now on on Foursquare and you can compete to be the mayor of your local coffee shop or deli or airport or whatever. Um, and if you've, uh, you know, sort of remained loyal and you've been using this platform for the last little while, they're actually going to go back for the last month and look at usage and data. And if you're the top user or, of check-ins and so on at, at whatever place for the last month, you're automatically going to be made the mirror. Um, and uh, so there you go. Rob, you could be the mirror of certain places already and you don't even know it.
0: God, right. I love that. Yeah, not at all. What a what a <laughs> weird reversal. I, you know, I'm yeah. still waiting for them to just re, to bring in, uh, make the announcement that they're bringing Swarm back into the Foursquare app and just m- be a whole company again. Yeah, uh, this is just, you know, what what's old is not new again here, in my opinion. Right? Um, I, I is this a last ditch? I don't know. I don't know who uses this. I know you use it, but I, I, I use it really very much to keep track of where I've been. Yeah, but same for me. I don't. I've never downloaded Swarm right i've never downloaded i don't launch foursquare i don't do any of that you know when i'm traveling i use tripadvisor tripadvisor is a thing for me where there's where there's enough density to get good feedback on places yeah. right um and i use that for everything tripadvisor for everything i look for the number one restaurant in proximity to me i do not use foursquare i just don't it's not it's not yeah. I, I don't believe that the data's integrity is sound in foursquare so
1: so I mean, I'm still. You're right. I mean, I so I use Swarm. I use it for maintaining a, lo- a location history. Yeah. Of where I've been. So I, I the check in piece is valuable for me because I want to remember. Because <laughs> well, you're an well, old guy. I'm old. You know, my memory's not quite there. Um, and you know, I want to remember what was the name of that place that I was at three weeks ago in yep. in, in whatever town. Um, so that's where that's how I use Swarm. And um, you know, and I don't use Facebook. So that's you know that's my check in platform so the um, it, you know the foursquare piece the recommendations piece every once in a while I'll flip over there uh, but I also like you I'll use TripAdvisor. I'll use other things uh, for that uh, all I would say all in equal part I don't favor one over the other um, I just like okay well hey, I need to find one of these right now and I'll pull up you know
0: but you know uh, we, we are we, we talk about this a lot of the times that the data is so important and when I go to yes. foursquare and I say like give me the restaurants in proximity to here it's fat. No, it's not fat. It's Subway. It's McDonald's. It's Wendy's. It's Harvey's. It's like it's it's crap food, right? And then yeah. when I go into Tripadvisor, it shows me the relevant food to you know good food restaurants. So yeah. I think that you know uh, that's the way that I look at Foursquare versus Tripadvisor: fast food versus good food, right? And that's yeah. the same way that I kind of I wrap around Foursquare is this kind of fast food, low rent cheap bad for you service versus versus trip which is a level up that is that actually finds me what i'm looking for so foursquare to me is fast I'll,
1: I'll agree with that but but i'll say this I, I will say the data in foursquare is getting better it's not it's not getting worse it's definitely getting better yeah. uh and more accurate um and you know so much so that other companies now are using foursquare's location data in the background i, I don't know if you're aware but twitter's location is all based on foursquare yeah. now but, but again,
0: Twitter for me is, again, like a fast food version of, of Facebook, right? When it comes to yeah. data integrity. And for, ownership. for sure. Yeah. For
1: sure. Right. I mean, it's just it, it's, a, it's about, you know, just how many people are on this thing and, and, and the amount of contributions and the accuracy of it. Dude, but you, it's getting better. You that, are that,
0: what you eat. Right. That's that's what it comes down to. Yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my view. All sure. right. Well, talking about keeping track of where you're going instead of Foursquare. See, why don't you use Keep Tracks? The app that we're featuring right here. Yeah. This we've talked about a number of apps similar to this, and this this is literally a daily journaling application that does it automatically for you. Now we we covered a what was the name of that uh, that app that we covered before, which was Heyday, heyday. back in the Heyday. Yeah, I still use that one. It's great, right? Because these yeah. are the things that, that you, they track you where you are. So every stop along the route, every place, it geotags uh, your your photos. It creates little stories for you, and, and that's what that's what these these applications do. Heyday's moved very much over to the photo spot, but they they still track a lot of these things. So they, they this is what uh, what Keep tracks does is it uh, curate the location detail with images that you've taken and makes it easy to actually view search and remember where you've been and what you've done it is a very cool little app i'm gonna start using this i'm gonna give it a try and make sure that i can see what the, what the summer does for me but i love these apps that are simple to use that track in the background that tell me where i've been and uh, and and keep everything all in one little spot you know i don't like the name i'll be honest with you keep tracks just doesn't cut it for me i like heyday does does exceptionally well for me and then I also used one a long time ago, which was called Day One, which really originally started off as a day, like as a journaling application, where you you know you get basically you you type in a journal for the day, and then it goes to the next day. But what they've started to do as well early on is very much bring. Um, Photos in, bring uh, Twitter stream in your tweets, your your interest, your Instagram photos, your Facebook posts, all into one spot so you can get a picture of what your day was like. And then they started adding location and contextual content around that as well. So there are three apps that you can use. One of them is Heyday. One of them is Day One, and the other one is Keep Tracks. And you can find information from Keep Tracks at KeepTracksApp.com. I'm gonna I'm gonna play around with this again. Yeah,
1: I, I'm gonna give it a be, shot too. Yeah,
0: you know, whenever I get a new phone, which is pretty much every fall. I just I don't back I don't uh, um, back up and then restore from a backup point. I start fresh, yep. and that, that gives me an opportunity to clean out some of the apps that I don't use, which is a lot of them, which is all of them, and start over with the necessities. and And oftentimes, companies, you know, apps like Heyday or Day One disappear because I think you know what, I'm not really using them. But then I, I regret doing that, so I'm going to start doing it again. So keeptracksapp.com. That's keeptracks. K e e p, t r a x. APP.com. Keep tracks. Excellent. All
1: right. Our sixth story, and not so much a travel oriented one, but uh, an important business one for the industry, uh, in my opinion. Um, our good friends at Google have launched a, uh, a new company. Uh, and I love the name. It's called Sidewalk Labs. Sweet. Uh, great name. And so this is a, uh, they're calling this a Google backed urban innovation startup. Um, mm-hmm. Basically, what, what you have here is this recognition that Rob and I talk about all the time of the importance of uh, understanding where people are uh, and, in particular, looking at the out-of-home uh, play around mobile and location and how those things come together. And um, So basically, they've, uh, this company, Sidewalk Labs, has announced that their first initiative will be to bring free Wi-Fi to cities all around the world. Uh, and they've made two major moves uh, to uh, support them in this. The first is, uh, acquisitions that, that is. The first is they acquired Control Group out of New York, which is uh, the ones uh, that have been behind a lot of the, uh, the Link New York City initiatives that Rob and I have covered over the years. Uh, you, you know, the, the Wi-Fi experiments, the, the crazy cool stuff in the subways in New York. Um, in addition to that, they bought Titan Outdoor, one of the biggest uh, out-of-home companies in uh, the Billboard and Digital Out of Home space, uh, also uh, based in New York. So they're mashing these two companies together into this this new venture called Sidewalk Labs. Uh, I think this is huge for the industry. This is uh, you know what every major technology company should be doing. Um, and, uh, and to top it all off, the, the CEO that they've hired to run this thing is a guy named Dan Doktoroff. Uh, and uh, New York under Bloomberg. Uh, and the former CEO of Bloomberg LP, uh, which owns Bloomberg business, so this guy, you know, from a New York perspective and influence over the ability to get stuff done, you know, you got the deputy mayor running, you know, a Google company now um,
0: is that good called Sidewalk or...
1: Labs. Uh, with, you know, lots going on here. So this this is crazy. Um, yeah, I, I for me, this is a huge deal, and I think everybody should be doing these types of of, of mashups,
0: like Skunk Works projects like this. Yeah. I'm not sure how you bring a bureaucrat, a politician, into a company like Google and, and try to be innovative. That's that's the only challenge that I have.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, it's I mean they're running this as a separate standalone thing. It's just got investment from Google, right? Yeah. So. Sidewalk collapse.
0: It's a good initiative. Yeah. It's a good initiative. Hey, Asif, you know what? It dawns on me as we're six stories into this, our 240th episode, that location and context is going to be big. It's going to be. Well, yeah. <laughs> Wait. you want to tell
1: those manufacturing uh, CEOs no, about I that? I can't. Yeah. I yeah.
0: can't tell them. I can't tell them. I can't tell them what they don't want to hear. How's that? Yeah. Yes, I can't. I can teach you, but I can't learn it for you. Yeah. There you go. All right. So okay. you know, when it comes to location and uh, and photos, uh, boy, Instagram would have a treasure trove of that data, don't you think? You'd think so. Oh my goodness! I, you know, what? It, it's one of the social networks that I don't know about you, OC, but I check Instagram every day. Do you?
1: I don't, you know, oh. I, and uh, I, I'm, I'm constantly uh, berated for, especially by my daughter, for not being on Instagram. <laughs> I don't, I, I actually, I, like I, I, you know, I had it on my phone a while ago and I you just. You don't use Instagram? I don't use Instagram.
0: My gosh. See, I know. You know, I, I uh, that's where I do all my posts. So if I'm going to take a photo, I take yeah. it and I post it on Instagram and then it sends it out to Facebook, to Foursquare, to Twitter, yeah. does it, and I control that. I don't always send all my photos to every one of them. But uh, you know, I, just the ones I want to brag about go to Facebook. Just the ones I yep. want to talk about in depth about mobile go to my my uh, Twitter account, and then some of them I just leave on 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 Instagram. So you have to be there following me. Maybe this place.
1: summer I'll revisit that. Well, you
0: should, you know, because it is. Uh, not only do you get to you see. It's not like Facebook where you get a glimpse of the best of people and all they do is brag on Facebook, right? But Instagram is about life, really. So, you know yeah. when you follow a diverse group enough, a diverse enough group of people. You get a really good glimpse of what is going on in the world, and it's pretty amazing to see. Some of it is... Terribly boring and mundane, as you would expect, but some of it is fascinating. and And I follow guys like Dave Lieb, who created the Bump app, yep. and 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 uh, and uh, T. A. McCann, who sold his company to BlackBerry. And I follow uh, Ramnik, uh, who sold his company. You know, I think he founded um, a, a number of companies. and And I get to get a glimpse at Omalik, who's a pho- phenomenal photographer. And and these guys, they 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 are traveling the world, and it's really cool to see the places that they go and in real time. Like I show my kids like this, this photo was taken 38 seconds ago in China, right? That's pretty cool. So anyway, that's not what we're talking about here is that what, what Instagram has done, one of the biggest challenges with Instagram is is discovery. And uh, you know, Asif, it's it's easy to find friends based on your, who you follow on Twitter, and yeah. who you follow on Facebook, but not around your location or topics of interest. And now they've started to add that out. Now I don't have this. Like, I, I, you know, I, I upgraded to the latest version, version seven of Instagram, which came out last week. And I do not have this in Ottawa. So I, I cannot, I, you know, they've improved the searching capabilities. They've added contextual people and photos that I might be interested in in liking because of who I follow. But they do not show me trending places. They do not show me trending tags. And they do not show me anything, any photos that are around uh, around me. So I cannot look at this firsthand. But that's exactly what it is. There's an explore page that showcases trending tags, places. And they cover both local trends and global trends. So you can get a taste of what's going on locally and what's going on globally. This is in Instagram. and uh, But, again, I, I, I they're rolling out Yeah, it's, U- it's U.S. only at the yeah. moment. It's so frustrating. Like, But... Apparently this is a phenomenal way one of the biggest challenges that I have as I said with Instagram is to, is discovery I just I can't discover enough people and I, you know if I want to so I follow the people that I know and that I'm following elsewhere but I really would like to be able to create an entirely se- separate social sphere around Instagram because it's not the same as Twitter it's not the same as Facebook it's not the same as any of the other uh, social networks so uh, see give it a give it a go man start using Instagram
1: all right you, you, you got me convinced to try it again I'm Instagram. Get on Instagram
0: and I'm at Rob Woodbridge on Instagram like I am on Twitter like I'm everywhere else please if you want to uh if you want to connect on Instagram that would be that'd be very cool done yeah all, all right
1: Our right, a story well I, I like this this story coming up uh, our friends at Samsung have created something called the safety truck so you know if you're like me and you know you're on your summer vacation and you're driving along the uh, the highways like we go uh, down to Myrtle Beach uh, usually uh, in the summers and we're driving you know we we drive so you know, you got the uh, you know big interstate highways, and and every once in a while you end up on this two lane road, and uh, you know you're you're behind an eighteen wheel you know rig, and you just can't see anything, you can't go anywhere, and especially if it's like pouring rain like it was the last two days here in Toronto, it's frustrating. It's frustrating to be stuck behind and scary, one of these, man. These, these giant trucks and it's scary. So Samsung has come up with a, a way to help you with this uh, while you're on these road trips uh... with this thing called a safety truck so essentially what they've done is is they've uh... created a system where they mount wireless cameras to the front of the truck and then on the back of the truck the <laughs> oh, back, that's cool the back pane of the truck is a video wall basically that shows you the driver in the in the car the frustrated driver in the car behind this truck what the road ahead looks like uh, in front of this thing and so it gives you this ability to look and, and see what's happening And make a decision whether you want to try and pass this truck or not or or what's happening so it's all about uh, safety and to top it off it's not this is not just a daytime thing this thing it works at night as well in the dark Uh, so they've got this thing you know the the video walls illuminated they've they've got lights that show what's ahead of the the uh, the truck that that the cameras are picking up Uh, I think it's pretty cool it's it's uh, something that they've been testing it's not a commercially available thing yet but it's something that uh, I think makes sense. I mean, think about that. You know, re, you know, we just talked about the importance of digital out of home. But this idea that the back of a truck is, is, a, is a giant screen, you know, the opportunities for advertising, the opportunities to use it from a, for what they're talking about here, which is the safety piece, um, you know, to help drivers on the road. I, I like it. I think it's, it's pretty interesting, pretty cool, pretty innovative.
0: Yeah, you're going to have to wait for the 30-second pre-roll before you can see the screen. Right? It'll yeah. be like a 30-second yeah, yeah. pre-roll, and yeah. then you'll be able to see what's in front of you. <laughs> it's, it's, I like that's the good. idea. But then you thought about advertising. It's like, ah, oh, great. Another distraction. I'm going to stay behind this truck the whole way because they're playing Teen Beach Movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. right? Right?
1: There you go. I like it. Yeah. I like that yeah. a lot.
0: That's just, that's really funny. It's great use of the technology. It becomes the cloaking wear. Right? The, the truck becomes see-through, right? Yeah, right? exactly. That's pretty neat. That's pretty neat. I wonder what the cost of that is, but that's pretty neat. Well... All right, our ninth, uh, that's a very good story. But I can imagine I'm sitting behind a car, or behind a truck, and they're playing a movie on that screen. So I can actually. You know, you're not going anywhere. I'm not going anywhere. It's like I'm the drafting. moving dragon the
1: movie theater.
0: It is exactly what it is. Uh, please don't make that. Please don't make that. Yeah. And then you you, you know you tune into 98.9 frequency on the FM channel. Uh, if we have yep. FM radios in the car and you, you watch a movie as you're driving, it's the perfect thing. God, I love it. <laughs> all right our ninth story involves traveling asif you love the blue smart in fact you invested in the blue smart you bought one didn't you i did has it arrived yet
1: no it's uh i think they said august so
0: so the blue smart is the world's first smart suitcase and guess what now there's a second world's smart suit second world's second smart suitcase uh this is actually called the space case one and you can actually still support this there's 17 days as of this recording there's 17 days left on their Kickstarter campaign. They're around $360,000. And this is a hard shell uh, suitcase that, really, much like the Blue Smart, does a number of things, including fingerprint opening, which you basically. Uh, like a like a smartphone you use your fingerprint to open the case i don't know how this works on security because they don't even like locks on your cases anymore so the idea that you have a a, you have this i don't know if this will actually fly especially in canada um or international travel but they have a fingerprint opening they have a global tracker which is pretty standard they have a liftless self-weighing scale which i think that the blue smart weighed itself didn't it as well does it yeah yep it Uh, does yeah
1: you pull the uh, handle
0: you pull the handle. So this one, you actually just put it on wheels and put it on the wheels uh, when it's full and it'll tell you how much it weighs. Um, it has a speakerphone uh, inside and speakers inside of the device. So you, you can sit up next to your, your, uh, <laughs> your suitcase and play music or talk on the phone um it has a power bank which i think um the blue smart does as well you can charge yep. this thing you can charge two devices externally through usb and it has a third device charging bank inside so you can continuously keep something charging um and it's a hard shell as i said and it comes in a travel pack which is you know a carry-on or a big luggage um tr- you know size luggage and they have a whole bunch of different things you can do on of kickstarter this thing is the space case one and you can google it or you can search for it on kickstarter and it'll tell you everything that you need to know. This is, uh, one of the things I think that's different is that they seem to be leveraging the app a little bit more when it comes to concierge services, right? So they're tying in flight tracking information and services around the airports and those kind of things. So contextually aware information through the app and uh, all triggered somehow by the, uh, the device. I, I, um, I was on a panel last week for uh, wearable, uh, We Are Wearables here in Ottawa. And uh, what was really fascinating about it is that I asked everybody around the, uh, across the panel why get into hardware like hardware seems to be a hard thing to get into. And they said you know it's commitment, but it enables that that software layer on top. So once you download the app, and I think that these that's what these guys are doing once yep. you download the app to administer, your suitcase and track your suitcase and do everything there then you have this opportunity once you've done that to start adding additional services to make the app part of your daily use your daily travel use as well so uh, you, you know that's an interesting play and wouldn't it be interesting if guys like uh, who, who do uh, travel agencies, for example, who actually do things like um, you know, have, force you to download or get you to download an app so that you can, you can track your travel, um, then all of a sudden move into this where you can also start to um, you know, control your luggage and track your luggage at the same time. There's a good marriage there. But, uh, but again, the difference between these two companies... These guys have been out there for 13 days. They have raised $360,000 uh, on Kickstarter, Indiegogo for Bluesmart raised 2.12 million dollars, 2.12 million dollars for yeah. their uh, for their device. So I think I don't know if the, the time has passed or not, but uh, you know I think this will be a norm at some point where every every piece of luggage that we have is connected. Yeah, yeah, for yeah. sure. So, I mean, I'm
1: certainly looking forward to getting mine and uh, playing around with it and seeing how it
0: goes. Well, I, I'm really interested in that. So, um, they're, they're still taking pre-orders um, on both. They've sold nine. Your your Blue Smart has sold nine thousand, nine thousand units, at three hundred thirty-nine dollars. Yeah. My God. Crazy, right? Yeah, we talked about that's like a that's big. That's big. So obviously, you can go and find some more information about the Space Case. Go to Kickstarter and search for Space Case One. Space Case. Remember, Spaceman Lee. <laughs> Played with the Montreal Expos, Bill. I did. Billy. Yeah. Spaceman Lee. Yeah. Anyway, that's what I was doing. Space Case One. All right. Okay. On our last story, is
1: Sort of. Yeah. Uh, well, in, in um, Portland, Oregon, there's been this uh, initiative going on for a little while now called Piano Push Play. Uh, came across this last week as I was uh, preparing for the, uh, for the show, and I thought, you know, this is pretty interesting. So basically, it was started as a one-woman show uh, with a rescued piano uh, on rollers, a uh, public art project. Uh, basically, um, it's turned into an annual summer celebration now. Uh, and it's it's basically focused on you know restoring or or, or taking old pianos and, and finding new life for them, and at the same time you know uh, giving the public um, entertainment and, and art and 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 you know sharing creativity with them. So this organization it's a not for profit. Uh, they they go out they find these you know uh, broken down uh, pianos they rescue refurbish them, um, and then with the help of local artists uh, they basically you know, uh, you know, paint these things, bring them, uh, give them new life. Um, And then they place them in in, in different areas around Portland. Uh, And uh, this year, what's interesting uh, that they've added to this is that they've teamed up with our good friends at Urban Airship and Gimbal uh, to uh, bring beacons uh, into the mix. And so uh, there's an app that's been created. Uh, It was created by Misty de De uh, and James Steele, uh, I, I believe Misty works for uh, Urban Airship. And uh, they, uh, they did this as part of a project with the Portland Code School. It uh, uses Gimbal's proximity beacons and Urban Airship's uh, mobile engagement platform. So basically, uh, through this app, it helps you find places where you can go and play a piano nearby. Um, and so, uh, hence, piano uh, push play. And then the beacons can track how many people are visiting uh, each piano and giving some some metrics, some engagement numbers around this. Kind of cool. Uh, it started on June the 26th, so just last week, uh, and um, and there and and many more pianos are being put out t- today and in the days to come. Uh, and this runs all the way, I believe, until September. So uh, if you're in Portland, go find one of these pianos, go get the app, figure out where you can go, get creative. Uh, and support this initiative. I think it's kind of interesting. I think it's kind of cool.
0: I, uh, you know what? I, why, why not set up uh, piano lessons at the same time right? uh, to be able to do all of these? There you things. go. Are these all outdoors?
1: They're all outdoors, yeah. Wow.
0: So the lifespan the life of those pianos is not long. No. Especially but, in yeah. Portland. Yeah. So there you go. You can actually sing in the rain on the piano.
1: You could. There you go. Rob, well, look at you. I like, <laughs> I like it. Coming up with stupid idea upon stupid idea.
0: Uh, I uh, I definitely like that um, the the marriage here of uh, urban airship and gimbal and beacons and and yeah. uh, you know it, it's good that they can they can do stuff like the U.S. Open and then they can do stuff like this for the for the fun of it. They get behind these initiatives. See, like last week uh, you brought up a story that was fascinating to me because we, we have this theme here around <laughs> pizza, yes, and and the innovation that is happening in pizza. You know, like they push to order pizza pizza hot button in cars and um, and tracking your driver your pizza delivery through the city because it's so important. to what was this other one that you you came up? Yeah, came up with? Well, Maybe so, this is the know, best I, use.
1: Yeah, it's you know this one's actually kind of. You know, fun, I, I would say. Fun. You know, as much as I, I, I'm not a Pizza Hut guy, this is a Pizza Hut story. Um, and, you know, like if you're out camping or you're on your your, your trip, whatever it is, this this could be, uh, you know, a little a fun addition for, for the night. So basically, if you've ever ordered pizza and you know uh, at least any from, from any of these big chains, usually in the center of the pizza, there's this little plastic, um, my, my, my son calls them tables um they look like little tables they look like little tables so it's just like a plastic um uh flat surface circular surface with three little like legs that project down that basically sit in the middle of the pizza and kind of keep the box from uh pressing down on the pizza so it's like basically keeps the uh, the rigidity of in the shape of the box uh and keeps your pizza from kind of uh sticking to the to the top of the box and uh so somebody over at uh, pizza huts uh agency, Ogilvy in Hong Kong, uh, decided that, you know, why don't we make this thing actually useful in, in other ways? And, and so what they've done is is they've taken the, that little table and they've turned the, the flat piece of it, the, the circular flat piece uh, that usually sits up against the cardboard box on the inside of the cardboard box, and they've turned this into a lens uh, that is effectively a movie projector. So the idea is is in the side of the box, and Rob's probably showing you a picture of this now if you're watching. But in the side of the, uh, the pizza box, there's a little um, punch-out now. So you punch out this little circular piece, and you, you put your smartphone in there. Uh, and then this little uh, table uh, is, is like a, a lens that magnifies the image. So basically, you stick that through the little circular uh, opening that you've just punched out of the box. You, you've got your little movie going on your smartphone. And uh, and then now your 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 little table is a projector. Effectively, you've turned your smartphone into a projector, and you have movie night uh, while you're out camping, um, you know, in, in the forest. There you go.
0: What will they think of next? You know, I, I I admire these guys for being innovative and using everything that they have at their hand. But you know, the number one selling point for me, to as I said this many times, is for pizza is is not that that I'm going to sacrifice the taste of pizza for all the features and benefits and the and and ease of ordering and all those kind of things. It has to still be good pizza. That's that's the bottom line is that it has to be good pizza. It has yeah. to be good pizza.
1: You know, and and what I like about this is and they they didn't just leave this up to you either. Like they like they've got some. Um... Relationship with Netflix uh, here, right. but if you don't have Netflix, there's actually a QR code on the box that you can scan, and it gives you a free download of a movie.
0: This is the world we live in right now. So, there this you go. I mean, movie. they're actually giving you free movie.
1: So, along with this, uh, you know, with this projector uh, little gizmo thing that they've created, so you it, know,
0: it, it pays for itself ultimately because the it pizza. Does. Is so, is so if expensive. you're into it,
1: it, you know, if you, if you're a pizza hut person, give this thing a go. Oh my
0: god, I love that. I love it. All right, to see if, that is it, man. That is our show. That is our travel show. You got pizza. You got tracking. You got uh, taxis that you can take. You got a whole bunch of things. You get to be able to do, you know, capture all your images into stories with Google Photos. You've got uh, Instagram with trending places and locations. You got a Samsung that's going to play a movie on the back of its truck. Not really. It's going to tell you when you can pass for safety. And then you got everything to jam and do a space case luggage that allows you to track it wherever it might yeah. go. Don't know what now else what you do. Now
1: we just need somebody to pay for Rob and I. To have a vacation and we'll <laughs> all be fine it <laughs> is
0: so true uh yes here's our daily play our weekly play if you're interested in sponsoring the show reaching our audience you can do that rob it on tether.tv or see if at the lbma.com we are looking for a couple of sponsors now because the terms are over for all our sponsors and we're interested in bringing it on we'll start that up uh, soon 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 um we're going to keep going through the summer somehow with our travel schedule and our vacation schedule we will get this done but look for more themed shows like this because I think this is a pretty cool way of doing things. It keeps everything in context. There you to, go. And next week public.
1: we'll be back to having guests. So yes,
0: back to having guests. And a regularly scheduled show for two forty one. But until then, Asif, man, enjoy. Safe travels. Happy Canada Day to the Canadians that are listening to this. It is our nation's celebration. It is our July fourth. So uh, Chris Hadfield is coming to uh, to Ottawa here to speak as he usually does. A great Canadian astronaut hero. And uh, we're going to go in and enjoy the day outside. and Hopefully it doesn't rain. You do the same, Steve. Thank you, sir. All sure. right. We'll see you next week for 241, everybody. Thank you for tuning in.
1: Later.